the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in to a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show, a pre-July 4th edition. This is not on tape. We are live and uh, happy to be with you on 98.9 The Answer. Uh, We'll get you all set for the holiday tomorrow. I can't help but think we are three years away from what I always assumed would be an unbelievable celebration of America's uniqueness and the brilliance of our founders. I remember well the 200th anniversary of our country's founding in 1976. And there was a universal embrace of America and American values. I don't know what we're in for on America's 250th birthday, three years and one day from now. And I think it entirely depends upon who the president of the United States is. If it is uh, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Gavin Newsom, uh, it will be uh, muted. Oh, sure, they'll embrace some of the woke, friendly aspects of America. It'll be viewed through the prism of it's a diverse country and an inclusive country and an equitable country. But we need to do more. We'll always need to do more. Gus, continue to do more. We've never done enough. More, more, more. How much is too much? How much is enough? Never. Will we ever reach that point? Or if we have a President Trump, a President DeSantis, a President Scott, it will be a celebration of our founders and the fact that uh, freedom of speech, separation of powers, all those things that the founders understood the gravity of, Uh, Those things will be good. Right now, uh, those things are still really angering the left, which uh, continues to be uh, moping around in the aftermath of Supreme Court decisions on Friday that said, no, you can't be compelled to say something through words or deeds that you don't believe that conflicts with your authentic religious beliefs. And no, you don't get an advantage over someone just because of your race. We'll dig into those aspects of the Supreme Court decisions and how they were received and continue to be received as the show unfolds. But let's start with the good news. We have an agreement on a budget in the state of Ohio. And the agreement will bring school choice to a greater degree to students in Ohio. Not universal school choice. Even though they will tell you it's universal school choice, it's not. There still are income limits on students receiving a full EdChoice scholarship. And a full EdChoice scholarship still won't pay the full tuition at most private schools. It will some, not very many, 
But the burden definitely will be lessened on a lot of Ohio parents who don't trust the public schools to educate kids, but rather are concerned about some degree, maybe even a great degree, of indoctrination going on with their kids, and thus they send their kids to a private school. The number of citizens who now will get a full EdChoice scholarship dramatically increases under this budget agreed to by the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate. Uh, That is a good thing. There's a phrase, you know, be glad for small favors. This is more than a small favor. It's just not as big a favor as it should be. They're still picking winners and losers. They're just picking more winners than they used to. Income limits on receiving an Ed Ed Choice scholarship for a family of four used to be $130,000 in income. Uh, No, excuse me, $70,000 in income. That was the old limit. Now it's been almost doubled to $130,000. That's considered 450% of the poverty level. So if you send your kid to a private school, uh, high schoolers are going to get around $8,000. Middle school and elementary kids are going to get around $6,000. That takes a big chunk out of what I'm going to average out to be about ten grand that it costs to send your kid to a parochial school or a private school. Uh, that's a big, big, big benefit. And I think will help enrollment grow at private schools. Now, let me just say this from personal experience. If you are a parent and you are sending your kid now to a private school, Your problems have not been, let me just put it this way, your concerns about what your child is being taught are not automatically eliminated because you get to send them, now that the state of Ohio is going to pitch in and pay part of the bill, in fact, probably most of the bill, your problems have not gone away, your concerns have not gone away, just because you can now afford to send your kid to a parochial school or a private school. The same vigilance that you practiced to become aware that there were issues in your public school, which made you investigate the possibility of sending your kid to a private school, do not let your involvement or curiosity diminish. And I say this from personal experience, okay? Because... There are schools out there, and my two daughters go to one of them, that I assume there would be no issues with a lot of the things that I talk about on this show. Now, let me be clear. There can still be issues, and those issues can creep in not intentionally. They can just creep in because there are just... Holes, deficiencies, vulnerabilities in how things are done at some private schools that allow bad things to happen. Again, could be intentionally, could be unintentionally. The thing you have to ask about now that Ed Choice has been expanded, now that you have the possibility of paying less out of your own pocket to send your kid to a private school. The thing you have to continue to be aware of and the thing you have to become involved in is what kind of curriculum 
oversight program does the private school that you are sending your kids to have? What kind of curriculum oversight program do they have? Because if they don't have a curriculum oversight program that is any more complex, any more vetted than just the teacher of the class picking the curriculum, well, then you're taking a heck of a chance. You're taking a heck of a chance. You're counting on the fact that eh, that teacher is aligned with my values, and so we'll have no problem with my kid being indoctrinated into the fact that America is a systemically racist country or that we are a nation of oppressors and oppressed, and that's determined at birth by your skin color, by your ethnicity. Because here's the thing about private schools. They're not staffed as well as public schools, okay? They're just not. They can't afford it. And so there are problems that can creep in unintentionally because there just aren't enough people around to keep watch. Everybody at a private school is probably doing three different things. So I know a lot of times I talk about issues here in schools, and in the public schools this is true. When nefarious, woke crap rains down on your student in a public school, it's because it's intentional, okay? It's not accidental. It's intentional. It's glorified at the state level through education in public colleges and what kids are taught, so then they teach what they've been taught. But at a private school, you can still get those same college graduates coming in from public colleges and if nobody's watching what they're teaching if nobody's vetting curriculum then bad stuff can happen so celebrate the expansion of ed choice good thing don't think oh we won the battle great i can send my kids to a private school it's only going to cost me two or three thousand dollars a year boom let's do it i don't have to worry about that anymore not the case not the case If we've learned anything from COVID, if we've learned anything from Zoom school, if we've learned anything from understanding now what the initials CRT and SEL mean, it is that we cannot, as parents, get lazy again and trust people to do what's best for our kids because, well, they're educators. Why would they not do what's best for our kids? I'm certainly not saying that all educators... Have no concern for your kids. I think I'm going to choose to be magnanimous. I'm going to say, I can't say most. A majority (laughs) want to do what's best for your kids, okay? But the thing that we've learned since the Virginia governor's race one year after Joe Biden was elected is that there's a divide in America. The Democrats believe parents have no role or should have no overriding role in education. We conservatives believe parents should set the agenda. So even though you now, through Ed Choice Expansion, can send your kids to private schools, stay involved and stay interested. Well, we got not just one, but two Friday news dumps last week. And, uh... Nothing to see here. Turns out that the IRS whistleblower was right when he said that uh, David Weiss, the Delaware state attorney, confessed to not having the authority to charge Hunter Biden the way he wanted to. The IRS whistleblower was telling the truth. And 
It turns out that uh, the Biden administration really screwed up the withdrawal from Afghanistan. That is what a government report said. They said the Trump administration really screwed it up, too, which I don't dispute that. But since the Biden administration made its go-to policy reversing everything the Trump administration did, and since the Afghan withdrawal didn't happen until eight months after Biden replaced Trump, why would it be on Trump? Could Biden not have changed the Trump policies? Does the buck stop there or does the buck stop here? Uh, We'll delve into those things. And I have a treat for you at noon today. Since we're not going to hear anything inspiring out of Joe Biden today, except, you know, maybe God save the queen. I thought it would be fun to revisit uh, the fact that we once had a inspiring president. We'll play snippets of Ronald Reagan speeches for you today at noon. They inspired me. They inspired you. And hopefully they will inspire us to elect somebody like Ronald Reagan in the upcoming presidential election. But first, to Ohio and the big agreement on the budget. It's interesting to me. Uh, We have a Speaker of the House, Jason Stevens, who owes his speakership to a bunch of Democrats who he promised he would prioritize their priorities. And one of the priorities of the Democrats, of course, is don't expand school choice. But there's a limit (laughs) to what Jason Stevens can get away with. He did not want to expand school choice nearly to the degree that it has been expanded. And the fact that now Stevens is taking criticism from Democrats, I find delightful, which this is lesson number one. If you're a Republican who says stupid things like, well, you know, I think I need to reach across the aisle and form consensus. You cannot conform. You're not you cannot form a consensus with evil. The Democrats are not just wrong on policy. They are evil on policy. The Democrats are the ones. There used to be just disagreements on policy, you know. I grew up in an era where, okay, Democrats thought one thing, Republicans thought another. I'm not talking about tax policies and stuff like that. I'm talking about if One side is saying you can kill a child up to the second it is born, or even in some circumstances after it is born. If the mother says you don't want it, that's not a policy difference. That's a that's a that's an evil policy. If you are talking about one side, the Democrats, that would allow the sexual indoctrination of children, even younger than age five in kindergarten, that's an evil policy. That's not a debatable public policy. That's just an evil policy. So it's funny to me that after Ed Choice is just a signature from Governor Mike DeWine away from becoming a a reality, the expansion of Ed Choice in Ohio is just a signature away from becoming a reality once DeWine signs it, that the Democrats are whining about what happened in the Ohio House. And uh, Jason Stevens has learned a very important lesson here. And that lesson is, your enemies will never like you, no matter what you do for them, because you will never do enough for them to not be your enemies. Do you know in this new budget that there is an additional, I said an additional, $1.5 billion for new spending in public schools? $1.5 billion. 
in a $190 billion budget over the next two years. There's an additional $1.5 billion spending on public schools, and still the Democrats are whining about not getting enough. Senate Minority Leader Nikki Antonio, Democrat of Lakewood, has, quote, real fundamental disagreements with the tax and higher education policy in the budget. And so Nikki Antonio says, I can't support it. Of course, of course, you're getting more funding, but because you didn't get everything you want, and the Democrats never hold a victory party, then Jason Stevens is like, oh, I guess the conservatives were right. These people aren't really my friends. Yeah, Matt Huffman, the Senate president, could have told you that. He said, we didn't ignore the request of the Democratic caucus. There are a lot of things that were put in there knowing they would not vote for the budget because globally it wasn't a budget they would like. Matt Huffman's been there. He understands. He knows. Stevens, sounding shockingly enlightened. You want to try to get as many votes as you can for every bill. That's important, Stevens said. I think the overall theme was that there was something in there for everybody, probably. And there's something in there that not all of us like. And the question is, does it balance, you know, which which side do the scales go? Why are you worried about balancing the scales for Democrats? Why? You're a Republican, theoretically. Theoretically, you're a Republican. The House has two-thirds Republicans and one-third Democrats. Why are you concerned? Why is it even a thought in your mind? of offering an olive branch to a party that has been rejected by the citizens of the state of Ohio. Otherwise, there'd be more of them in the House. Who are you there to serve, Jason Stevens? Are you there to serve the electorate of the state of Ohio? Answer, yes. Or are you there to serve the people who put you in power, Democrats? Your answer to that is yes. Man, this guy is such a fool. And I can't insult anybody more than to call them a fool because the Bible is very clear about aspects of being a fool and how they lack wisdom and how they put their confidence in themselves. Stevens, I, I don't give you enough credit to think that you could possibly ever come to realize what a fool you are. Because I just don't see any possibility of that. I don't see any possibility of that. All right, so what's in here education-wise? Well, we got the uh, big additional $1.5 billion in spending for public schools. We got a new governor-controlled Department of Education and Workforce. So essentially the State Board of Education goes away. I don't like that. I don't like consolidating power under the governor. Uh, DeWine got his uh, childhood literacy and phonics-based program for reading. That's good. We didn't get Senate Bill 83 in. Hopefully that will pass as a standalone measure. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.